right. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Business Banker Spotlight with your girl, Lady J, right here on JQLM Radio, a division of Ego Entertainment Network. So before I introduce our guests for tonight, of course, we must get the formalities out of the way as always. So with that being said, if this is your first time tuning into the show or to JQLM Radio and you would like to share with your family, friends and followers on all of the different ways that they can tune in to, just tell them to download the JQLM Radio app or you can tune in through Alexa, the Stream of Simple Radio app. And you can also listen live from our website at www.egoentertainmentnet.com and many other ways and right there on the website you will see all of the different ways that you can tune in and listen live to JQLM radio also don't forget to follow like and share us on social media um you can catch us on social media at JQLM radio on facebook instagram and twitter you can also uh catch us on uh at ego entertainment i'm sorry i had a little brain fart there so Ego Entertainment Network, you can follow us on social media there as well at EgoEntNet, that's E-G-O-E-N-T-N-E-T on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and Ego Entertainment Network on LinkedIn. So now that we have the formalities out of the way, we are going to uh, introduce our guest for this evening. And our guest this evening is none other than Genesis Amaris Kemp. Welcome to the show. Genesis, how are you? Hey, Lady J. I'm doing well. Thanks you for having me. Good, good. No problem. Thank you for being my guest tonight. So um, before we get into uh, the show, I want you to tell everyone a little bit about yourself, where you're from, what you do, and what you like to do in your spare time. Okay, awesome. Hey everyone, I'm from Houston, Texas. A little bit about me. I have 15 years in corporate America. 11 and a half of those years were spent in the oil and gas sector. And out of that 11 and a half years, seven of them were spent working for a Fortune 500 company. I am the author of Chocolate Drop in Corporate America from the Pit to the Palace, a creative content writer, visionary, inclusion and diversity enthusiast. And now I am truly pivoting since I am no longer in corporate America and really focusing on doing things for myself, but also making a way to help other people in my community and working on building a legacy. So what my legacy looks like is really sharing what inclusion, diversity and equity is. How can we take it from a check the box syndrome to really having it be evident in the workplace as well as in our personal lives and how we could work with other people who are different from us but look for ways to partner our assets so we could all you know have a seat at the table and some of the fun (laughs) i guess some some of the fun things i like to do is travel for one being first generation american my parents are caribbean and south american background so I like to travel down in the Caribbean. So island hop is one of the things I like to do. And a lot of fun land activities like zip lining, ATVs, and stuff like that, you know, the adventurous stuff, but not too crazy. (laughs) And I am a big foodie. I love to eat. Oh, don't we all? (laughs) (laughs) 
but you got to work out too. So you won't become big as a house. Oh yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so, well, uh, thank you for those fun tidbits. And it sounds like you would be uh, a super fun, uh, travel buddy since you like to do, uh, a lot of the things that some people wouldn't even dare try. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you only got one life to live, so you got to make it what you want it to be. Yeah, I know that's right. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so let's talk about. Uh, you said you were in the oil, gas, and oil industry um, for eleven of the years of the fifteen years that you were in corporate America. So, tell me what inspired you then to uh, step into becoming an entrepreneur. So just the fact that when you're working for somebody, you really have to play to their rules. So in a sense that you're building their empire and their legacy, but then your legacy is lying dormant. So I'm like the same stuff I'm doing for somebody else. I could take that same amount of time and energy and do it for myself and build general generational wealth for me, my family, and pave a way for other black and brown people that look like me. Because whenever you're working in a good old boys club, a society where there's not a lot of people that look like you, then sometimes you could feel like, okay, do I even matter? And then you have these thoughts in your head, like, okay, I'm just here, like modern day slavery, when, you know, I could take time to really research and build build stuff on the side to protect me and my family. Because one thing I learned by working in corporate America for so long is these jobs and companies aren't loyal anymore like they used to be back in the baby boomers time. Like they could hire you today and you know if something doesn't go right, then you could be out the door. So you really have to look for a way to secure yourself outside of that company and not make that company be your end all be all. So that's one thing that really pushed me into the entrepreneurship mindset and got me thinking, okay, what can I do for myself? And what can I do to help my family? And that's whenever I started exploring the ideas of there's other ways out here to make money, to have that residual money. Um, and I want to be in a place where I can make money while I'm sleeping, where I could, you know, be on a yacht, be on a plane around the world and still make money for me, but then not have someone dictate on what I can't do or what I can do. Awesome. Awesome. So uh, when you decided to pivot into becoming an entrepreneur, it, the industry that you decided to go into, is it similar to the industry that you were in in the corporate world or is it something completely different? No, it's something completely different. So right now I am doing the motivational speaking by doing a lot of podcasting, which is different. I am branding myself by using my book as a tool, which is called Chocolate Drop in Corporate America. And the next step of that is for me to offer courses and training to help people take their their careers that they have like in a corporate sector, but also see out of that career, what skills and expertise that, that you have learned that you could build in your own business, or you could coach other people who are aspiring to do something similar. Awesome. So tell us where you got the name chocolate drop corp in a corporation in America from where, where did you get that from? Okay. So since I'm black, I was like, okay, I'm that chocolate drop, but I really wanted it to be Hershey Kiss, but I didn't want to be sued. So I was like, okay, so I'm going to say chocolate drop. And everybody likes chocolate. It comes in all flavors. And then the fact that I work in corporate America, 
I was like, okay, I'm that chocolate drop in corporate America. And then the subtitle of the book is from the pit to the palace, meaning that sometimes you have to go through dark seasons in your life in order to appreciate the glory days and the light that you're going to walk into. Okay. So, um, what experience I'll say, do you think was the turning point in you making up in your mind that this is something that you're going to be doing permanently? Because, you know, to be honest, uh, let's be honest, being an entrepreneur is not for everybody. Everybody's not meant to be a boss or meant to be a owner or run, you know, a company. It is extremely uh, time consuming, it's challenging. There are many days that, you know, you want to quit and some people <laughs> do end up quitting. So what was the turning point or the experience that you had that where you made up in your mind to say, you know what, this is something I'm going to, I'm going to stick with and this is going to be permanent. So two things, hearing a boss tell me you're not able to compete with the professionals, even though I was doing the work of a professional, but they were paying me as an administrative assistant. Cause I started out with this big fortune 500 company as an admin. I'm like, no, I do have a degree. So that was one turning point because I was like, I had the same credentials as my counterparts who were Caucasian. The second turning point was, I don't want someone to control the amount of money that I make. I want to have the ability to make a limitless amount of money if I choose. And I want to be able to travel to all the places I want to travel. I don't want to be living paycheck to paycheck. I don't want to, you know, whenever I have kids, oh, baby, we can't do that because mommy doesn't have the money or whatever the case may be. I don't want to have a cap on what I can do. So being an entrepreneur, it gave me the ability to see beyond, you know, the glass ceiling. And I felt like, walking into that space, there's opportunities and you can have the ability to make the calls. But also another thing I learned too, is whenever you're walking into that entrepreneurship journey, sometimes you need to build partnerships with other people who have skills that you don't have. So you can ensure that your business thrives and flourishes. Exactly. And, um, <laughs> That's funny that you should say that. People ask me all the time, you know, well, you know, how how did you build, you know, this with, you know, just the money in your pocket? Relationships, I tell people all the time, people are your greatest assets, your greatest assets in business. You'd be surprised <laughs> how much you can accomplish with uh, a few hundred dollars, but a lot of people with a lot of knowledge and a lot of talent. <laughs> so, you know what they say, your network is your net worth. Exactly. Exactly. So tell me, what would you say has been your most challenging um, thing to overcome thus far and why? I guess hearing no's whenever you're first starting out, because that could be discouraging because then, you know, we're all human. And once you hear those no's, you, you begin to ask yourself, wait, am I good enough? Did I make a mistake? Or should I go back to doing this whenever if you just flip the script and think about it in a different way and change your perspective that. Um, so hearing those will be challenging. Not knowing exactly where all the money is going to come from can be a challenge as well, because, you know, it takes money to make money. OK, so. All right. So and tell me, how did you overcome that? 
challenge? So I started to be more open-minded and really get out on social media. And I was like, you know what? I, I can't limit myself to the people that, you know, already know me. It's time to venture out and meet other people who can become part of this journey that I'm on. So that was my way of overcoming it, overcoming that barrier of no's. I just needed to really get outside of my myself and my comfort zone. Another way with um, overcoming the financial piece, I started to look for um, different groups out there that was giving courses about grant writing. I'm still learning about that because there's a lot of free money out there, but we just need to have the wisdom and the knowledge and the insight on how do we tap into that free money that we need to build our capital, build our business and et cetera. So that's something that I'm looking into and I'm currently working at and it's a process. Um, well, more kudos to you. I do a lot, but grant writing is not one of them. <laughs> it's definitely not my interest, but you have some amazing grant writers out there and it, it, people don't know this, but it takes a lot of, Ooh, it takes a lot of, um, concentration and research when it comes to grant writing. And then you have to know what words to put together and how to put them together in order to make sure that you get the grant for yourself or your clients. So, um, yes. Kudos. To I don't want to do it. I don't want to do the grant writing. I want to build a partnership with someone who does the grant writing, but oh, we work okay. together. <laughs> no, no, that's a lot. <laughs> oh yes, it is. It definitely is. Um, so you, so you have this book chocolate drop, uh, in, in corporate America. Um, you talk about speaking and, you know, uh, coaching people. So what, uh, is the name of your brand or is that your, the name of your brand and what does your brand offer to other people? So chocolate drop in corporate America is the brand for part of the speaking, because I'm going to use the book as a tool in the speaking. Cause I want to unpack some of the information that's inside the book. The second part that will go apart, go with the brand is my name itself, Genesis Amaris Kent, because I am behind Chocolate Drop in Corporate America. And what the brand offers is authentic authenticity. It offers, you know, inclusion and diversity, really going deep, deep into the subject of inclusion and diversity, where I'm helping people understand, okay, what is inclusion, diversity and equity? Are you operating in that space? How do you build partnerships with allies? How can you encourage or motivate people who aren't necessarily walking in the inclusion and diversity space to jump on the bandwagon? Because it, I, I truly believe that if you are more inclusive and diverse, then you're opening the, the spectrum to other people. And when you open the spectrum to other people, you tap into other ways of making money, building your business out fully and et cetera. And sorry, go ahead. No, I said, okay. Uh, no, I was just agreeing. <laughs> yeah. And um, so the brand, I'm still develop, developing it as I go along based on the feedback that I'm getting from people who want my service because I never want to just box myself into something. So right now I've had some people in the educational space reach out to me about having courses on inclusion and diversity, because I believe that it needs to be taught more in the education system as well. So I am fine tuning that right now on what to offer, but I also don't want 
my brand to be the same as whatever everyone else is offering out there, if that makes sense. Right, right. So we know that in the space of of business and in corporate America, uh, and even among small businesses, that when people talk about inclusion and diversity, that usually consists of African American people or people of color um, not being included in, you know, uh, the things that. Um, that make businesses, you know, successful and things of that sort. We, we don't usually have the access to the same tools, resources, and opportunities as everyone else. So is that um, along the lines of what you focused on when you are talking and teaching about inclusive um, inclusion and diversity? Or uh, are you more focused on what that means for everyone across the board? What it means for everyone across the board, don't get me wrong, I definitely have a um, spot for the black and brown people, but inclusion and diversity is more than just the black and brown people and getting them the resources. It's about what are you doing to help the working mothers that are repatriating back into the organization? Are you helping people who have physical disabilities and invisible disabilities? Are you helping those who have a different sexual orientation? Although having a different sexual orientation does not go into that person not being able to perform their job to the best of their ability. And it also will tie into understanding different cultural backgrounds, different norms, and how to celebrate other people that look that look like you as well as those who don't look like you and how can we all be in a room to help one another because i feel like if i were to just target um inclusion and diversity and provide resources to african-american sure that's going to help them get a leg up but us as african-americans we need other people that don't look like us to become part of the puzzle and that's where the include the inclusion comes into place because not only do we want a diverse group of people, but we also want to make sure that that diverse group of people feel included. They feel like they matter. They have a seat at the table. They're also being heard and et cetera. So it's part of it. Okay. So, um, <clears throat> and, um, you know, I, I think that we do, also need allies so that would be another part of it um, yes allies. I just, you know but uh I thought that I would that's interesting but I thought that I would ask that question just because you have a lot of people out here who um I was listening to a uh, a conversation the other day that someone was having on social media and they were talking about how African-Americans, we, you know, start these businesses or we go into, you know, helping uh, other businesses, small businesses or corporate of America um, be more inclusive and diverse. Um, and then when we do that, we want to include everybody. And so we continue to shortchange ourselves until mm. we are added to the equation, until until we are all on the same level of playing field they say that when we when we come in we want to include everybody but people don't really want to include us even though they say everybody does that make sense yeah that makes sense and I could definitely resonate where you're coming from because um I've heard that statement from other people like it's time for us to build our own community and put the money back into our community and etc but then I've also seen it with not only being a woman of color but also being you know first generation American where some of the other black 
um, people that I've met, like sometimes they don't want to work with you and they don't want to help you because they have that mindset like, okay, if I help you, then, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to have a seat at the table or you're going to take my position or whatnot. And then we're fake. And then we also have the issue where there's colorism within the African American community, which makes it a lot harder whenever you're trying to really push, push something further. But then you have people who are really trying to oppose what you're doing. And I'm not sure if it's the people who are opposing you. Those aren't, those obviously aren't the people for your tribe, but how can we really break them out of that mindset and limited thinking to say, Hey, it's a better when we come together instead of being in competition with one another, then we could look, um, look for ways to complement one another and all get the money together. Right. But you definitely have to change your mindset. And I feel like until certain people are willing to change their mindset, that's why I feel like sometimes me personally, like I have had more success with people outside of my race than with people in my race, especially working in a corporate sector, which it's Mm -hmm. sad to say, but it's, it's ridiculous, especially in where I came from for 11 and a half years in oil and gas, whenever I saw other African-American women that were climbing the corporate ladder and you try to, you know, build partnerships with them or kind of get more information to kind of hear how they did or have them be an informal mentor or a mentor to you. They're not, they're not willing to give you all the information. Right. Right. Exactly. And I agree. And that was my experience too in corporate America when I was in corporate America uh, for a lot of years too. So um, we're going to take a quick break and, when we come back, uh, we're going to hear more of you know, more from Genesis. You're going to hear about how you can connect with her and follow her. And then we are also going to have our business tip for the week. All right. So stick and stay. You are tuned into the Business Banger Spotlight Show with your girl, Lady J, right here on JQLM Radio, a division of Ego Entertainment. Did you know JQLM Radio provides media services like voiceovers, radio advertising, video flyers, and other audio and video services? Contact JQLM Radio today for your brand promotional needs at 317-886-0296 or email jqlmradio at gmail.com. JQLM Radio, real voices, raw entertainment, and relevant topics. Track. What You Did by CXNST on SoundCloud.com slash Official Lopez. Music promoted by FreeStockMusic.com. Have you subscribed yet to the free bi-monthly digital interactive Ego magazine? No? Well, head on over to www.egoentertainmentnet.com to subscribe now. This magazine is all about supporting and showcasing excellence in communities everywhere. From music, arts and culture, relationships, education, politics, celebrities, food, and so much more. While you're flipping through the pages, just click on the buttons and social icons and you'll be taken to a whole other world behind the articles and ads. At Ego Entertainment, everyone is a star. There is something in it for everyone. And we hope you are positively impacted by what you see and will continue to support Ego Magazine. Track CBPD by Arulo. All right. And 
And we are back. Welcome back to the Business Banker Spotlight with your girl, Lady J, right here on JQLM Radio, a division of Ego Entertainment Network. And we've been talking to the lovely Genesis and Maris Kemp, and she has been talking about her book, Chocolate Drop in America, as well as her passion um, under this brand to uh, teach and speak about diversity and inclusion. So uh, before we get back into the topic, though, I would like to take a moment to give you all your business tip of the week. So the business tip of the week is all about business operations. So in business operations, every business needs a business operations policy. And this is something that I see that a lot of small business owners lack because we see that um, especially during this pandemic, a lot of businesses have, I'll say, gotten away from order, if you will, when it comes to how they do business with consumers, meaning that you have people emailing or calling or texting or inboxing or commenting on a status, trying to order this and trying to get that. And then you have all of these consumers then coming back and saying, I didn't get this. I didn't get that. They quoted me this and they quoted me that because you don't have a solid operations policy. Every business needs a solid operations policy, one to protect yourself and your customers. It also is a um, way for you to train and refresh or update your policies. Also, um, it allows your consumers to know what to expect from you and they understand what you expect from them. So this is why business operations policies are extremely important. If you do not know what a policy is, it is a governing law for your company. Okay. And it's whatever that you put in place, it holds you accountable as well as your customers in the event you were to be sued or anything. If you had that in writing and you can prove that you had um, that you made sure that your customers or consumers um, were aware of this policy, then it covers you in that aspect as well. But it covers them and yourself. So with that being said, these are some of the questions that you should ask yourself among others. But I'm just going to give some of the basic questions that you should ask yourself when you are creating a, a business operations policy. You want to make sure that your policy um, includes the whole process of how someone obtains a product or service from you from beginning to end. So what is the product or service that you're going to be providing is the first question. You also want to ask what method of contact is the customer required to use to obtain your product or service? Example, are they to go to your website and complete an online form? Are they to uh, give a, make a phone call? Are they to send an email? Are they to come visit you inside of your store? Also, does the customer pay a deposit or full balance up front before receiving your product or service or after receiving your product or service? Do they receive an invoice? Do they need a contract that they have to sign off on? You'd be surprised at how many people will send money to a uh, business and the business will take that money before actually giving them a contract or something in writing stating that this has been ordered or this is what this money is for. Also, what method of payments will you accept? How are people going to make these payments? These are just some of the basic questions that you need to ask yourself when you're thinking about putting together a business operations policy. And basically this policy is the foundation of how you run your business. This helps your business run like a well-oiled machine. That is your business tip 
for the day. To find out more about how to run a successful business, how to build a strong foundation, you can go to businessbangerscenters.com. Coming soon, you will be able to take online Business Bangers courses and Business Bangers help shops will be coming back this year, of course, with your girl, Lady J. All right, so now that we have your business banger tip out of the way, let's get back into it with Genesis Amaris Kemp. Hey, Lady J. Hey, hey. Hey, that was a good tip. I was over here taking notes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. Thank you. You know, um, I I try to make sure that, you know, small business owners, I want them to have the mindset that while you are a small business, in order for you to continue to grow, you have to operate like your corporation. You know, so um, you have to see it before you see it. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. and what, and another tip too, I heard recently that a mentor told me is you can't expect for you to lessen the amount of your services because your services are part of, you know, your time, your knowledge, your experience, your expertise, and et cetera. Because some, Sometimes whenever you offer so many things for free, then people, whenever you start wanting to charge for it, they're not willing to pay for it. But sometimes whenever you pay for something, you're better at, you know, holding yourself accountable because you're paying for you're paying for a service. So you want to make sure you get your ROI back. So that's also another tip with me just starting out that it's so important to not be afraid to say this is my price and this is my price and not lower your price because someone is asking you for a discount exactly and and that's that's a great tip and um i I think well next week's tip is going to be about pricing um there is a proper way to price your products and services just so you all know out there um you have a lot of people that uh one if your pricing is not competitive within your industry you won't last long so and it has to be conducive to whoever your target group is like you can't charge, you know, you can't set prices for uh, those who may be in the one percent. And for those of you who don't know what that is, like the millionaires and the billionaires, but you are marketing to middle class. That doesn't work. So, um, you know, and, and that's just something I see across the board. And then people wonder why. Well, you know, you rather shop with this person than myself. Well, the quality of your products and who you're marketing and what you're offering, it doesn't meet you know, this target group. <laughs> so you got, you have to make it make sense, you know? So if you want to be successful in business and that's in any industry that you have, no matter who your marketing group is. So I definitely agree that you shouldn't lower your prices just because people are asking for discounts, but you also need to make sure that you are pricing your services and our products properly based on a lot of different factors, but uh, yes, cause your time and effort or, you know, and money that you put into things are definitely uh, a factor in that. And you want to make sure that you are definitely profiting off of what you are, you know, providing to other people. Um, so with that being said, um, can you tell me, what would you say if you could choose just one thing? And I know, um, a lot of people have a hard time with this, but if you had to choose just one thing, what would be your greatest success thus far and why? My book, because my book has went on to touch people's lives, which is one of the reasons why I wrote it to not only share my personal 
trials and tribulations, but also to help inspire, encourage, and motivate other people to share their stories, whether they were that chocolate drop in corporate America or if they have been slighted in the workforce. And I've received a lot of positive feedback. And one person in general is now, well, no, his book is now released. And he said, I motivated him so much after he read my book that him and his daughter um, wrote a book together to talk about his stories and some of the things that he endured in corporate America. And now it's actually out. Um, it was just released, what, I think Saturday. Okay. So that was amazing. And I've just met a lot of people who have just been reaching out to me after reading the book saying, hey, are you going to do a part two? Or this was my story, but I was afraid I was afraid to share it and et cetera. So that's one of the things I'm most proud of that it, the book is actually out and it's actually touching lives and it's causing people to do something whether it's, you know, starting their own business, whether it's sharing their story or, you know, just being that, you know, that bold person that they had inside of them, but it was just lying dormant for so long. Right. Awesome. Awesome. So I know we only have a few minutes left in the show. So can you tell everyone where they can purchase your book and how they can contact you and where they can follow you on social media? Awesome. So Chocolate Drop in Corporate America from the Pit to the Palace is available on Amazon in paperback for $13. A Kindle version is available for $2.99. I am on Facebook as Genesis Amaris Kemp, and that's G-E-N-E-S-I-S Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, last name Kemp, K-E-M-P. You can reach me via email at genesisamariskemp at gmail.com. And if you are on Instagram, you could reach out to me at lady, that's L-A-D-Y, D as in Deborah Richardson, R-I-C-H-A-R-D-S-O-N. And I would love to hear your feedback. I want to hear how you resonate it. And make sure if you grab a copy of this book, you leave me a transparent review on Amazon because that helps me personally and professionally. And I would just love to have a conversation with you to hear how the book resonated with you and what some of your um, steps are going to be. Awesome. And real quick, can you tell us just a little bit about what can people expect to learn or what message are they going to glean from this book? So one, one message is learning how to take ownership of your career if you're working for an employer. The second thing is being able to rise above limitations and break down barriers. If, if they tell you that you can't do something, there's always a, a way around it, but you also have to know your opponents in order to succeed. Another thing is being willing to go the extra mile, whether it's building relationships outside of your comp company, whether you're building them online or you're building them by going to various networking groups. And then you'll also see that in order to be successful, you have to have the mindset that you are worth it, that you're capable. And once you have that mindset and you start to see yourself 
um, in the way that you envision yourself to go in the future, then you will have the opportunity to walk out your destiny, purpose, and assignment in your life. But if you're not willing to do self, some self-reflection, practice self-awareness and self-care, then you're always going to listen to what people want you to be and not who you were destined to be. And I share those in the book. Those are some underlying themes. Awesome. Awesome. Amazing. And last but not least, can you leave uh, a word of encouragement to anyone that may be, you know, on the fence about becoming an entrepreneur, but would like to, or someone wanting to write a book? Um, what advice or encouraging words would you have for them? Okay, I'm going to read them a quote from the book, and then I'm going to elaborate on it just briefly. Stop waiting for someone to co-sign your dreams. Start running with passion. In time, the right people who genuinely care and want to support you will fall into place. That's the first one. And then the second one to back that up is hearing no is just a redirection to your real purpose in life. It is meant to push you to evaluate your skills and start thinking about what you could start working on to advance your life. So for all of you out there who are aspiring to get outside of the nine to five, get, leave your employer and build your own empire and leave a legacy for future generations to come, start by writing down some of your goals and dreams on paper. Then write down all the skills that you have. And out of all the skills that you write down, what are your strengths? And out of those strengths, which one of those can you monetize to do your business? Because if you're passionate about something, the money is going to come because you're doing it with your whole heart and you actually love what you do. But don't just do something because of the money that you think that you could get out of it, because whenever you're doing something just for the money, you're going to be miserable. So really do some soul searching write your vision and make it plain. Then once you write down your vision, if you're not really sure how to go about doing that, look for people who are doing something similar that you want to do and ask them to be a mentor, whether they're your formal mentor or informal mentor. It's okay to ask questions so you can understand and gain wisdom, knowledge, and understanding from other people who are already in the industry and who are killing it in the game. And then the third thing is, be mindful of the feedback that you get because feedback is a gift and you should be thankful that someone cared enough to give you that feedback. And you take what applies to you and build on it. What doesn't apply to you, tell that person thank you and just discard it in the back because there are various ways that we can learn. And sometimes people will call out call out insecurities because they, they have those insecurities with within them but it's also important that you pay attention to who's in your inner circle and whose voice are you listening to because you also don't want to sidetrack yourself awesome awesome i always say chase the purpose and the bag will chase you <laughs> instead of chasing the bag <laughs> what do they say secure the money bag <laughs> yes everybody's like I'm ch out chasing the bag well you keep chasing the bag I'm gonna chase purpose and let the bag chase me that's what I'm gonna do <laughs> so because uh, you'll find that you'll be chasing the bag your whole entire life <laughs> you know <laughs> um but that was uh awesome awesome quotes and great 
uh, encouraging words. So uh, again, thank you so much for being a guest on my show tonight. Um, you did an amazing job. And of course, I would love to have you back um, anytime. And um, I hope that you will continue. I wish you continued success on this book. And one last time, can you tell everyone how they can follow you on social media and where to get your book before we close it on out? Awesome. I'm on Facebook as Genesis Amaris Kemp, and that's G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P. You can find me on Instagram at Lady D Richardson. I'm reachable via email at genesisamariskemp at gmail.com. My book, Chocolate Drop in Corporate America, From the Pit to the Palace, is available on Amazon in paperback for 